welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, episode 170 for Saturday the 14th of September 2019. Coming up this week, and they're off, my rapid release project has begun with Now You See Her launching on Monday the 9th of September. And I've done it at long last. Now You See Her is number one in a paid US chart and it got a coveted orange tag. I've taken delivery of my new covers for the Morecambe Bay Trilogy and they're fab. And finally, it's last minute preparations for my next BookBub promo, which starts on Monday the 16th of September. I'll tell you how I'm tying it in with my rapid release. As you can tell just from the menu for today's show, there's a lot going on. We've got rapid release to go to, and we've also got BookBub prep to go to. And I've had a bit of a crazy week, to be honest with you. The other thing is, is that at the time I'm recording this, I've just finished writing on Friday. I've got a couple of sausage rolls in the oven and I've got a big yellow post-it note stuck on my screen so that I don't forget these sausage rolls. At about 20 minutes, 25 minutes in, I need to pause and go and get my sausage rolls. If you hear a smoke alarm going during the recording of this podcast, you know that in spite of having a yellow post-it right in front of my nose, I still forgot to get the sausage rolls. So there's a little bit of extra drama and tension in this week's episode. Let's start with this week's word count. You could be forgiven for forgetting that I am writing a book as well at the moment, and I'm writing Circle of Lies, which is Morecambe Bay Trilogy Part 2. Last Sunday, so this is the writing I've done since I last spoke to you, last Sunday I wrote 5,215 words, yesterday on Thursday I wrote 5,002 words, and I have just finished today's words, Friday, 5,199 words. Now, I need to tell you about this week's writing because I had a difficult session yesterday. Um, why did I have a difficult session? Oh, I know. I, I, I got up and I had not got in the zone for writing. So I was, and you'll hear this as I tell you about this week's rapid release. I was chasing the tra- tail trying to, to get ahead of, of advertising and, and promos for the rapid release. And I left it a bit late, really. I should have got into the zone half an hour before I started writing, reviewing the notes that I'd made, just getting into the the space of the book, getting my head back into the story. And I didn't. And what I did is I, I took it up to probably a little bit past 10 o'clock yesterday and then instantly switched from doing ads and promos to going to the book and and I was starting from a completely cold start and I shouldn't have done that so I had a bit of a difficult writing session yesterday I had to really squeeze and force the words out and you can tell by the word count that's always a good sign 5,002 words that I limped over the finish line yesterday and it was only because I wasn't ready for it. That's the only reason I hadn't worn myself up. I hadn't done my, those early, those stretching exercises that you need to do. Uh, I'd, had, I'd, I'd forced myself to go effectively from zero to a hundred miles per hour. And that's never a clever thing to do. Whereas this morning, um, I was up at five 30. We had some dis- domestic disruptions today. So I had to go and pick something up in town and also somebody was coming to the house. So it was a disrupted start to the day. And so to get on top of that, to make sure the writing got done. I knew I was going to need to get up at least at six o'clock to get one 
chapter written before all of this happened. As it turned out, I woke up at about 5.15, 5.20 naturally, looked at the clock and thought, shall I doze or shall I not? And I thought, no, I'm not going to doze. If I get up now and just write, I'll have two chapters done, leaving me just one chapter to do later on in the day. And depending on how much these two items created disruption in the morning, at least I knew I was going to get the writing done. So I got up at 5.20, got a cup of tea, sat in front of the computer. I had mentally prepared myself. I'd looked at the plot, just refreshed the plot the day before. So I was all ready to write. And I just wrote for two hours solid from 5.30 till about 7.35, got my 3,000 whatever it was words in, and then had broken the back of it for the day. So I, I could then go off and do the job I had to do in town. I could wait for this person to come to the house, do what they needed to do. And then by about, I think it was about 10.15, I was ready to get back to it. I, I've written the the last chapter and my writing is done for the day a little bit earlier than it normally would be. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. I'll be writing 5,000 words next Sunday. And then next week, I've got a really funny week. It's a disrupted week next week. Um, I have got a writing day on Thursday the 19th but I'm doing a corporate training on Friday the 20th and then on Sunday the 22nd. So Friday and Sunday would normally be writing days. I can't write on those days. Bit bit frustrating next week, but I can't do it. Um, Friday 20th is corporate training. And on, on Sunday the 22nd, I got to take one of my children back to university. So that day is uh, written off effectively to do that. So yeah, a bit of a frustrating week next week. And then I can't really get any decent writing days in except for the Thursday. But it is all, it is all scheduled. It will get done by the deadline. Uh, you know, we'll get, we'll get there, even though it's a little bit tight. But I, I, yeah, I could have done with writing at least two days next week, really. But it's not going to happen. I'll tell you a little bit more about next week um, in a moment or two. As far as edits are concerned, I've been editing No More Secrets this week, and I, again, I, I had a, I had a moment. So I had the bad writing day on Thursday when I set about No More Secrets editing on. Monday evening after work. I wasn't uh, happy with it. I, I read the beginning of the book and I just thought, mm, I'm not happy with the framing of this book. Uh, and I already told you that I knew I was going to look at the end of the book. Uh, I'm happy with the middle. It's just the, the framing of the story and the, the wrapping up at the end that I, that I, I didn't know I was going to need to look at the beginning. And I wasn't happy with it when I read it. And I thought, hmm, that's, that's the kind of news that I could do without, actually. <laughs> you know, things are so tight at the moment. I, I could do without disruption. So, so what I did is I thought, right, okay, I'm going to have to come back to the, the beginning and the end. And it's literally the first chapter of the last chapter because of the way the story is set up and then the kind of answers, the solutions are delivered. And I, I always knew that I wanted to change the end of the story. I didn't think that would be too disruptive, but I, I just wasn't happy with the beginning. It was not uh, long enough. It just wasn't set up right uh, for my taste. When I'd come back to it after all that time from writing, I thought oh, I could do better than that. So I am going to have to do a rewrite there. And so I, I had a little bit of a panic thinking, oh, blimey, you know, I've got to write um, Circle of Lies. The clock's ticking for that. I've got to plan Walker Bay 3. I've got books coming back to me that I also need to check before I publish. I hadn't, I think I quite realised, even though I've got a really good head start with this, I don't think I quite realised the level and the number of the jobs that had to be done to sustain this. And of course, it would be fine if I was doing this full time, but I have to go to work for three days a week as, as well. And um, that's really where the time is being squeezed. So um, I am, you know, it is difficult. I am, I, I have been having problems this week. 
with my time. I just need more of it. There's so much to do. <laughs> As if you listen to Monday's episode, you looked at that spreadsheet, that'll give you a sense of what there is to do. But you know, I'm I'm fighting this kind of 10 headed, it's, well, it's instead of heads, it's weeks, it's weeks of releases that I've got to do this 10 headed Hydra. And I'm trying to chop the, the heads off one by one. And I am wrestling with it and I am getting on top of it. But you know, I, I, I need not to have disruptions. I, I can't do with miswriting days or bad writing days. I can't do with coming to, to books that I thought needed a light edit um, and, and finding that they need a slightly heavier edit than I expected. So what I did last week, what I decided to do is I've been saving up my my leave from my day job. And I thought, okay, look, I need to I need to figure this out because now we're into September. We're in the last quarter of the year. And I, I need to make sure that I, I get that leave spent. And, I, and I've known fixed things that I'm doing for a while. So I thought, look, I need to get this leave booked and stop messing around with this. And then I need to look at the fixed points and then see what leave I've got left. And in actual fact, when I did all of that, I have two days left that I can take off. And I just thought, you know, what's most important to me now is is to make sure this rapid release happens. So I've taken a day off at short notice next Wednesday, Wednesday the 18th, and I've taken another day off on October the 23rd. And I've basically done this around deliverables when I'm under pressure to do things. So what I've done with Wednesday the 18th is I've taken it off for a rewrite day for Burden of Guilt, well, what was Burden of Guilt, which is now No More Secrets. I need to get that book out. I need to get it published. So I thought, right, Wednesday 18th, take a day off work. I'm going to work on the the intro. I'm going to work on the end. I'm going to finish the edits on that book, and then we can get it published. It's not a huge sustained amount of work. So effectively, it's it's two chapters, effectively. But, but those two chapters are going to take me longer than they normally would, because I'm going to start with an existing framework, and then I'm going to expand it. So I reckon it'll take me probably a morning to to be happy with the beginning and the end of that book. So Wednesday is dedicated to doing that. Now, normally I, I might I could have done with a writing day, but but that because of where that comes in the sausage machine, I got to get that book ready to release ASAP because it's going live on blimey the thirtieth of September. So I, I effectively it's like being in A and D, and I've done some triage on that book. And I have to treat that book first. <laughs> That's the it's the most pressing book. So now you see here is released. Dead of a Night is all teed up and ready to go. It's fine. One Fatal Air is all teed up and ready to go. It's fine. No more secrets. It's next in line, and it's not fine. And I thought it was. So in terms of triage, um, it rushes to the front of the queue. The people with the broken ankles, you know, the shattered pelvis, and the um, and, and the cut finger, they all have to go to the back. And the person who needs life support quickly goes to the front. That's how this works. So Wednesday is an emergency day for that book. Nothing wrong with the book. It's the beginning and the end. It's just the framing and the end that I need to sort. So uh, writing on Thursday. And then, as I said to you, you know, I, I, I'm out of it. Now, I could potentially squeeze another writing day on Saturday the 21st. I try not to run on my park run days if I can avoid it. I try to use those days for miscellaneous jobs. And I suspect, it really just depends what I manage to get done in the evenings, but I suspect that I'll need that to catch up with, with rapid release jobs. We'll see. I'll, I'll talk to you about the rapid release jobs I'm having to do at the moment. So we'll see. I might write on Saturday the 21st just to get two days writing in next week. We'll, we'll, we'll just have to see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but again, 
part of me doing these diaries is so that you don't just hear happy stories all the time. The, the purpose of me doing this is that you hear uh, the good, the bad and the ugly, as I, I like to describe it. Um, so if at times it may seem to you, if you're, you are in your writing career, that sometimes it might feel that I just breeze through this stuff without problems. I want you to hear the problems too. Thursday was a problem. It was a difficult writing day. Um, uh, you know, it, it was. And I've now got a problem with the rapid release in that this book is not, you know, I guess I wrote that book two to three years ago and I'm looking at it through my eyes now uh, and thinking that's not right. Um, the story's good, but those that beginning and end, they're not good enough. They're not strong enough. I got to come back and revisit those. So uh, hopefully that shows that my writing has improved or certainly developed, whether it's gone upwards or downwards, who knows? But um, I certainly recognize that I got to do some, you know, quick work on that book. So it's all a little bit annoying. You know, this, this rapid release will, will ebb and flow. It will have highs and lows, I'm sure. But, um, you know, off, <laughs> there we go. A couple of problems just to start this week's diary with. So, you know, let's get to the good news now because I, I am celebrating today. I logged on to Facebook after I'd done the first two chapters of writing. As you know, I, I turn everything off while I'm writing. There was a message from Adam Nichols who said, uh, see any good news in this? And it was a screenshot. And uh, what we'd basically done is now you see her is a number one new release in vigilante justice in the USA. And as I record this, it's still there. So I got a number one release on a sold book in the USA. So uh, obviously, I'm very pleased about that. It's the first time that's happened for me. Uh, it, you know, it's only a marketing exercise. Now, Joe, I know, I know Claire Sager and Sarah Painter are going to be shouting at the computer as I do this. So ladies, you might like to put your fingers in your ears because I want to give this some context. Um, I, I'm really pleased because it's moved the needle for me personally. So I was frustrated because I was stuck on, I could get to number one easily with free promos. And I've been doing that for some time. And when I do a book bub, I, I usually get to number one in the free charts. So I, I always say, you you know whether you've had a bestseller or not, because you, you know how you feel about it. So although, strictly speaking, when you've had a book uh, free, it is number one in a bestseller chart. And strictly speaking, you could say, well, I'm an Amazon number one bestseller. You've got the screenshot to show it. But I know that's not really a bestseller. Uh, I think we all know that's not really a bestseller. So if we claim it as a bestseller, it's an exercise in marketing, not in a hard truth. So now you see her is is a paid number one release in a US chart. So for me personally, that's moved the needle. It's moved me on from getting a number one in free to a number one in paid. But let's be realistic about this. It's number one in vigilante justice. Of course, that's an, an achievement. It's taken me so long to get there, but it's not really what I'm after. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Claire and Sarah, I know you'll be shouting at the computer right now. It's not actually what I'm after. What I really want is a position in the total Amazon paid chart. Uh, so I, I want a position in the thrillers, the top 100 thrillers uh, would do me. I'd be happy with that. In fact, I haven't looked at that. We may be in there, but um, uh, who knows? But uh, that's what I want. I want number one position in the top overall paid thrillers. That's what I want on Amazon. And then I want to be, um, I've been looking at these charts for the first time this week. I then want to be in the top 50 of hot new releases. So yes, we've taken a step forward. Yes, that's a new achievement. Yes, of course, I'm happy with that. But I still wouldn't claim that 
other than for marketing purposes as, um, you know, a, a number one USA, number one it is for marketing. But in my heart, I know it's not. For, for me to really celebrate that, I want to be where Mark Edwards is now. And, you know, Mark Edwards is the kind of book that I'm writing. Mark Edwards is all over those top charts at the moment. And when I'm where Mark Edwards is, that's when I'm going to be uh, truly happy. That's when I'm going to know in my heart of heart that I've done a proper job of this. At the moment, that's a lovely marketing exercise. It's good for me to share on social media, um, you know, but it isn't, it, it's, a, it's a step up, but it's not where I want to be yet. So, my apologies to people who say you should be celebrating this stuff. I am celebrating this stuff, but you've got to give it a, a good dose of context, I think. So it gives me bragging rights. Let me tell you strategically why I'm more happy about it. I, I'm more happy about it strategically in actual fact, because what it means is that we're being picked up by Amazon's recommendation engine. And this is what matters to me in this rapid release. This is what I said to you about the advantage of teaming up with Adam Nichols of riding on his coattails. I could not have done that, certainly for a first book and probably not for subsequent books. I couldn't have done that alone. It was the fact that the two of us are throwing everything we've got at this together and that we bring his audiences and my audience together. That's the reason why this has happened. We're both paying a lot of money for Facebook ads. We've both been hammering our lists. I'm paying for Google ads. I'm paying for BookBub ads. I'm throwing a lot of stuff at this book because now that's got picked up in Amazon's recommendation engine, it's going to make it much uh, easier. And I don't know yet because I haven't traveled this journey yet. You'll hear all about it on the diaries. It's going to make it easier as we do future rapid releases. I understand it's going to be easier for those to get more prominence within the recommendation engine. So strategically, that's the thing that bothers me personally most, that we've we've hit a bestseller chart. Normally, if you listen to my interview with Adam Nichols, Adam was saying that for the first five weeks, it was just like it normally is. I pay for some promos. I get a couple of downloads. I don't make very much money. It's all a little bit quiet. And he said that after week five, then with five weeks of rapid release, that's when Amazon's recommendation engine picked him up. And that's when star things started to take off. So um, it's really good in week one to be picked up by the recommendation engine, you know, for us to be in a hot chart like that. I'm very, very pleased about that. But uh, as always, I'm keeping my powder dry about what that's going to mean practically. It ain't a bad start. Let's put it that way. And I'm very happy with it. I could not have done more than that. I could, I would have done way less than that on my own. So I think my summary of the week is I'm very happy. We have moved the needle. We've taken a step up. It is a niche chart though. It's a, it's a niche chart. This is what you use. Uh, what's it called? KDP. Oh, what's the thing that Alex Newton does? Kalytics. That's why I use Kalytics. Strategically, you use Kalytics to identify niches that are hot, but underserved. And in, in thrillers, vigilante justice is one of those. So I think it's domestic thriller, something like that. And there's another one uh, for female led uh, thrillers that I target as well. And so the whole point of that is that you list your book in a category where it could do well. And so it's easier to get that number one bestseller tag. Now you can't take a number one bestseller tag off anybody. Um, and, and vigilante justice is a reasonable niche. It's not a completely obscure niche, you know, like dragons who wear baby bibs, um, and like drinking Ribena. You know, it's not like a really obscure niche. Um, it is at least fairly mainstream, but it ain't the niche. 
the niches that I'm after that I really want are psychological thrillers or thrillers. That's really where I'd like to to be ranking. So that's my target. Let me borrow down into the rapid release this week and give you some numbers. Adam and I sold, um, we made 449 pre-sales before we actually went live, um, which is a pretty good number. I think the, the biggest number of pre-sales I've ever done on my own in the past was 50. So 449, that's not bad. And let me tell you also, I am not going to do anything like that on my own. Uh, with my standalone books. They're not, the, the numbers are nowhere near that. Um, 26, I think, for Dead of Night. Um, nowhere near that for pre-sales on my book. So, you know, you have to say then a lot of that came from Adam. We'll have to see what it does, but uh, I'm not going to match that. I can tell you that already. We had a book doggy promotion on Monday. Uh, I've listed a lot of books with book doggy. I'll talk to you about that later, but it's a new uh, promo site. And I think it did all right, actually. It's only about $20. And um, and I like Book Doggy. So if you haven't heard of it or tried it, do check it out. We also had a listing on Bargain Booksy on Tuesday. So an email promo on Bargain Booksy on Tuesday and another one on e-reader news today on Wednesday. Now, I haven't really got a clue how we're doing because, of course, I can't see the dashboard. I can tell you I don't like it. I don't like not seeing the dashboard. Um, I don't like being blind on this. Adam's keeping me up to date with with the numbers, but I would rather as I do with my own books, be able to check it, check it, check it whenever I want it. So it's quite difficult for me to be running blind on this. Um, you know, I'm not not happy with that. The top position that I saw, I get a little bit confused about the charts here because we are number one in Vigilante Justice and I checked just before we, we came on. But when you look at the book and it says the, the, the charts that it's listed in, when I look at that, um, it says, I think the top position I've seen there is number seven. So who, who knows? Who knows? But we've been top 10 in the USA chart. Not doing so well in the UK, interestingly, but we're doing okay in the USA chart. We have requested a 99 cents and pence promo on BookBub for Now You See Her. And to be honest with you, Adam mentioned this to me beforehand, but the, the, the amounts of money just felt so astronomical, especially with me having just paid 600 and whatever it is, dollars for Don't Tell Meg, you know, the thought of, of paying that again, albeit it would be half, we'd go 50-50. Um, but I've been sending Adam 140 quid uh, transfers at a time for Facebook ads too. I've been, you know, sending a lot of money for ads. So we've, uh, I think we've been doing five, it's either five pound a day or 10 pound a day. I can't remember. Something like five pound a day in the US, five pound a day in the UK. So it might be £10 a day and we'd be going halves. But I've, I've been sending a lot of money over for ads for this because I wanted to to prime it properly and make sure it did as well as it could. So the thought when he said about doing a book bub of doing it so early just you know horrified me, the amount of money involved. Uh, and, and I don't want to spend all my budget on book one. Uh, so I said, that can we just wait and see how it does? You know, make sure it doesn't die a death. And then when it was doing well, I said, let's do the book bub. Let's put in for the book bub. Because frankly, if we got a book bub right now, if we got that now, today, I think that would push it to probably to that main chart. But we've probably left it too late to get that initial impetus. So that, that's really on me and me, you know, being sort of terrified of the money involved. Um, you have to have quite an appetite for this. And I, I'm sometimes could be quite risk averse, but I'm just, I just didn't want to spend all the money too soon. I haven't heard from BookBub yet. And when Adam submitted it, actually, I mean, again, 
I, I, this may all be speculating about something that could never happen because when he submitted it, he got some kind of notification saying one of the authors has already got a, a book bub and you're only supposed to submit within 30 days. I think he pushed it through anyway. And there may be some negotiation um, as part of that because we're, we're joint authors. But anyhow, I'll, I'll let you know if we get a book bub. But that, you see, again, I haven't done a book bub at 99 cents. And my feeling was that it would be a lot of money, whatever it is, $500, $600, um, and that we might make, we'd probably break even on it, maybe make a little bit of money. But really, strategically, it would have given us that push, I think, to get us into those bigger charts, seeing how well it's done without the book bub. I think it would have just given us those push to those bigger charts I want to be on. So anyhow, you know, the jury's out on that. We just have to wait and see, do we get a book bub? Does it come in time? Blah, 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 blah. So I'll let you know next week if you have any joy with that. I am still running Facebook ads, Google ads, Bing ads, and some uh, BookBub ads. My policy with this is I'm not really aiming to track, particularly because I don't really know how I can track. I mean, there's some limited tracking that I could do, but I can't track expenditure to sales, uh, not, not running ads across so many platforms. I know that I'm getting clicks. I know that I'm happy with the amount I'm paying for the clicks. But I, I'm not doing, I know I'm not tracking the conversions. And maybe when we're two or three weeks in and I've, I've kind of wrestled that hydra to the ground, then I might be a little bit more intelligent about this. But at the moment, my strategy, um, I know I'm not, I'm not overpaying for clicks. I'm happy with what I'm paying for clicks. I'm just throwing traffic, traffic, traffic at this as much as I can. And, uh, so I don't really care that much. You know, I'm, I, again, I, I refer you back to the interview that I did with Adam when I asked him to, dissect his success with Amazon. And one of the things he said to me was that I was running Amazon ads. Uh, sorry, he was running Facebook ads, pretty well just Facebook ads. He ran those ads. Um, he didn't even feel they were doing very well, but he did feel that one of the factors in his success was that he was sending so much traffic to his sales page. So that's the strategy that I'm using. When I'm a little bit more on top of things, when I've dealt with these practical uh, mini pan- not panics they're little little crises little um you know problems i've got to solve little fires that i've got to fight that i prefer to call it that um with uh no more secrets when i've got those kind of books all teed up and ready to go then i, I can be more on top of the intelligent side of this uh, burrowing down into the numbers and to be honest with you, i'll have more numbers than i can start looking at conversions and things like that but at the moment uh, the clicks are cheap um, I'm happy to throw clicks at them. I'm not paying a fortune for Facebook. I'm not paying a fortune for Bing or Google. Google. So I'm happy to throw that traffic, um, you know, at at the, at the books and see what we can do. I stopped the recording just there for a moment to check on the sausage rolls. You'll be pleased to hear. I mean, this is more important than the rapid release or the bookbub promo. I'm pleased to report that the sausage rolls are doing well and they'll probably be okay in about ten to fifteen minutes. So just to let you know about that now. Anyhow, back to the rapid uh, release. So um, there is a lot of news here, isn't there? I know. So the, the thing about this is, is the clues in the word rapid, <laughs> as I'm finding out to my cost, and that it just keeps going and going and going, and it's going to be going for 10 weeks. So you know, no sooner have we got Now You See Her going, and we're fanning the flames there, trying to get the sales on that one, than I have to get the next one going. It's like, I don't know whether those of you who live in the UK might remember, I think it was Blue Peter, they used to get... Um, or record breakers they used to get um plate balancing 
uh, acts doing records it must have been record breakers and they used to put these plates on canes or something and there'd be a guy there um, trying to keep the canes going and, and keeping all these plates spinning and that that's how I feel like it's I can feel what it's going to be like as we get deep into it so you're trying to keep now you see her doing well in the charts and then you're mindful Amazon's nagging you said you've got to put your final file up for Dead of Night and Dead of Night's going to launch on Monday and then we've got to start it with Dead of Night and we can't forget now you see her and then the week after that we've got another book coming out we've got one last chance coming out and you've got to get promos up for that and so I could already see you know how this is going to drive me spare over over 10 weeks and this is why I say I'm, I'm wrestling with this this many-headed beast at the moment so I, I I've got ads going um I've got dead of night ads going on Facebook what I what I did yesterday is I got on top of things a little bit yesterday and what I decided to do is to do batch working rather than doing it piecemeal I've now got um, every campaign every ads campaign on Google and every landing page set up on Google until where are we up to friends who lie um, 28th of October and because I'm using book brush images and I had to create, you can't, I can't send people on Google directly to Amazon. So I have to create landing pages on my, on my website. And incidentally, if you go to the resources page this week for episode 170, I've let you see, you can see the landing pages that I've created for my Google ads there. I've listed, I've listed all of them. You can have a look at all of them and you'll just see they're a fairly standard, um, structure fairly easy structure but basically on Google I'm sending traffic to those landing pages and from those landing pages we hope that they'll buy or click onto Amazon so it's a conduit for traffic and hopefully sales but I can't send Google traffic direct to my Amazon page much as I would like to the 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 ads will get blocked uh, if I do that so uh, do have a look at those incidentally this is I'm putting everything you know you've got to think of everything here incidentally so so I'm sending a lot of traffic from Google Ads I've sent over one and a half thousand clicks to well dead of night one last chance and now you see her uh, one and a, over one and a half thousand clicks to those pages through Google so that's a lot of traffic and so I don't waste that traffic so potentially that might be one and a half thousand clicks and no one buys no one clicks on the Amazon page so what what I am doing with those clicks is they are all going into a Facebook audience so I've got the Facebook pixel on those page on those all of those pages and I'm building a custom audience of people who visit those pages so that I can then retarget them so um, you know, even though the Google traffic might not be giving me any benefits in terms of sales, I am using it to build me a highly targeted audience on Facebook who I can then re-promote to. So I, I'm kind of using every kind of strategy, every bit of learning that I know of here to, to try and help this. I need to catch up. I'm hoping that this afternoon, uh, we're going on a jolly this afternoon to Blackpool. I'll, I'll probably mention that a little bit later on, but I'm hoping that this afternoon I might be able to get on top of the Facebook ads. So basically what I'm doing, sorry, just to finish what I was telling you about Google ads is I've got them all lined up for the next eight weeks. What I'll do is I'll get them approved and then I'll pause them. And so that way, when it's time to start promoting the next book, all I got to do is unpause the ad. I don't have to do the work. I just unpause it and then everything's ready to go. And that's what I want to do with the Facebook ads too. I want to get the Facebook ads just running gently, get them approved, work through any problems and then pause them. And then as I work through the rapid release, I'll probably unpause them a week or two weeks before each book gets released. What I've got to be careful of is that I don't overwhelm 
my kind of advertising channels with hang on what's he releasing now there's you know there's books coming out left right and center i'm not quite sure what he's actually releasing so i, I do want to release them uh, you know one by one by one at least with a delay between them i don't want them all running at once I'm learning some great stuff off Adam. You know, I said to you, the um, this is very interesting reading the reviews, actually, and, and so far the book's been reviewed well. Um, it's interesting reading the reviews. I, I think um, probably the early reviews, a lot of them are um, Adam's beta readers. And a lot of people have said, oh, um, it makes it's quite funny, actually, because it really is a behind the scenes. And they're saying, oh, the, the seamlessness between the writers, you know, there's there's no seam. You can't tell the joy. <laughs> That's because I wrote it. Um, and, and it does make me laugh, you know, the, the sort of perception. And but so that, you know, that that's amusing to see that. Um, and but let me sort of say, you know, I this is not one sided by any means I really want you to understand that you know what what's in it for me hang on Paul you wrote a book you know what what what's in it for me you know let me tell you what I've got from this number one um I've got Adam's editorial eye on it so you know Adam's had success where I haven't he read the plan for it he read the book you know the book's been edited you know um Bill and Julie um you helped me edit the book I hope you're sort of getting some reflected glory from this Julie it's your first editing job and you've got a USA number 1 all right I want that on your sales page you've got to market that okay you you've got to you've got to cream that off you've got to get your little bit of the glory there that you edited um you edited that book um you know because that's how you're going to make sales as an editor so make sure you claim it uh, you know, Bill, thank you. You know, you did your part in that book. This is why the reviews are strong. People aren't saying, you know, that the language was all wrong or anything like that. And it's probably why it's, it's such an easy sell in the USA. So take your reflected glory from that. But this is very much of very, very much a team effort. Um, this, this book. And, you know, I've benefited from Bill's input, from Julie's input. I've, I've benefited from Adam's input. You know, he, he, before I even put pen to paper, he, he put his editorial comments on the plan to steer the book in the right direction, to steer me in the right direction. And after Julie edited, you know, he's had a look at the book, uh, to, to make any changes that he wanted to. So this very much is a team, um, effort, but also, the immense value I'm getting from Adam, from him talking me through stuff, from telling me what's important, you know, don't worry about this, worry about this, this is what we need to be doing. And I'm getting a complete masterclass in how to navigate that. And I'm, I'm aware that, you know, when, when this book finishes, I'm kind of on my own with this. Um, so the value of that to me is immense. So, you know, if you're sort of thinking, well, hang on, you did all the work, you know, shouldn't you be getting all the credit? A- absolutely not. Absolutely not. And let me tell you, I am getting immense benefit from working with Adam on this. You know, it's a really good learning opportunity. And I am in no doubt whatsoever that I will not do as well, not until Amazon's recommendation hopefully picks me up. I could never have done that on my own without Adam without his audience and I and I don't think I could do it on my own anyway without Adam so you know I'm getting immense value from this and the other thing about this is that it's my first book so uh, you know I said to you I'm so pleased that Adam's I think this is Adam's fourth or fifth in his rapid release it's my first and to get a flyer like this on your first book you know that can only help me for the rest of the 10 weeks it's you know I can't tell you what the the benefits of that are um for me and I, I could not have done that without collaborating with Adam so I just want to be you know absolutely 
uh, clear about that and clear about the benefits of a collaboration. Uh, you know, there's loads in it for me. Look at already, we've moved the needle with me getting a number one bestseller. I hadn't been able to achieve that on my own. Um, so I'm in no doubt whatsoever that, you know, this is a, a team effort and we're doing this uh, together. And I'm sort of very grateful to be part of it. A couple of things to, to note with the rapid release this week. Um, I've been using Bing and it's a little bit difficult to use um, in that I, I did some image ads and for some reason they're not showing at the moment and I just don't have the time to figure this out. I, what I suspect will happen is I'll, I will eventually get on top of things and I'll mop this sort of stuff up but I, it's, I have to be fighting the biggest fires first and so I've not had a chance to look at it. But one of the things I can tell you about Bing and what I love about it actually is that it, it constantly recommends keywords to you and it says you would be getting more, you know, so many more clicks if you use these keywords. And I've been adding these keywords to the Bing advertising list. And I just thought, you know, I've got a really good list in there. And what I did is I exported it and I've now moved that list, which is kind of, you know, grown itself in many respects. I've moved that into my Google ads. And I just thought, wow, that, that little list there is, is gold dust. It's got loads of what we call long tail keywords for thrillers. So long tail keywords tend to be, um, most people think of keywords as just one word. So you think of thriller, for instance. Um, but, but actually often the best performing words or the cheapest words to bid for are clusters of words. And that includes misspelling. So many of the keywords that uh, I've been recommended by Bing have been misspellings of psychological it, things like, psychological, um, physiological, all sorts of misspellings of psychological. But you see, the thing is, is that real people search for these. Uh, they, they make those misspellings. And so therefore, you want your advert to be in front of them when they do. So I, I've, had, I've had all sorts of uh, keyword suggestions. So I, I took it, it was about 993 I've got now. I took that keyword list out and I'm going to use that probably in my Amazon ads uh, and I'm going to use it in my, and I am using it already in my Google ads. So I've had, again, um, being I'm not so familiar with, I am struggling with it a bit, though I am getting cheap clicks and plenty of them, uh, but I'm not on top of Bing at the moment. But that keyword list, gold dust, very, very good getting that keyword list. Um, we are focusing now on the US audience because that seems to be where the gold nuggets are. So um, Adam messaged me, I think it was yesterday, maybe Wednesday, saying that we're doing better in the US. I'm going to turn the UK ads off and we're going to force the US. And of course, we that's paid dividends because we've got that number one in a US chart. I've got to tell you how much I love Bookbrush. I mean, you know, really, I do feel with this rapid release, you know, it may just fall down its butt, but I do feel with this rapid release that many things have come together and I can't, I can't bitch or moan about things not blowing my way with this because, you know, Bookbrush is a fairly recent product or it's certainly only, I can't remember, you know, thank you if you're the person who recommended it to me because I know it came as a recommendation from somebody who listens to the podcast. Um, and I checked it out. And I loved it. And then they just before, just a couple of weeks before I started doing this rapid release, they did these wonderful images where you could, you can put your book cover on, you get all sorts of beautiful 3D social media sized images. And these are what I'm using on Facebook and Google and they're doing ever so well. So I, I've just gone through all of my books. All of my books now have, I don't know how many images you get from Bookbrush. It must be over a hundred. It must be nearly 200. And I'm just loading those images up in rotation in my ads. And they have been great for me. I mean, it would have been such an effort for me before to find images. And with Bookbrush, it's just done all that work for me. So again, serendipity, that's been really good timing. 
And then the last uh, sort of comment I've got at the moment on rapid release, I've got a couple more things to tell you, but the, the, the sort of newsy thing that I've got to tell you is that what people are asking for in the reviews on Now You See Her is a sequel. There are a couple of reviews there saying, I can't wait for the sequel. And I'm reading those thinking, <laughs> well, good luck with that, because I haven't got a clue and I'm going to write a sequel. There is, and it was set up for, uh, a series that that book. So Now You See Her. Um, I'm also pleased, actually, that people like the... There's a couple of comments in there. People say, oh, it's nice to read a, a thriller, a psychological thriller that doesn't have a detective in it you know a policeman in it a police officer and that's how I feel I think I've said this to you before these diaries um you know I know that you're supposed to write to formula but you know if I ever see another blooming police officer who's got a drink problem again I'm gonna go spare in the old days of Queen the pop group for many years if you look at Queen's early albums just pick one up next time you're in a record store a cd store and you'll see that Queen used to boast no synthesizers on their albums. And they did it for years. And then eventually they, they had to relent and they used synthesizers. And I was thinking the other day, in my blurbs, I might start putting, you know, no drunken police officer. Um, because it's just such a hackneyed trope to me, I think. And, and in, in my books, no one has an alcohol problem because I'm just so sick of it. And the minute I sort of see the, the person pouring the, the glass of whiskey... I think, oh, for God's sake, you know, come, come up with something new, please. And I, I'm all for tropes, and I know tropes work, but I ain't writing that one, okay? I don't care how popular it is. I'm not writing the drunk police officer trope. I want to be more original than that. So um, I, can't even, I don't even know how I got into this. Oh, that's right. People sort of saying, oh, it's nice to see a journalist rather than a police officer. And I feel that too. And, you know, I've said this in my author notes that as a, as a journalist, I can tell you, I frequently used to talk to the movers and shakers in Humberside. I used to talk to the police, the uh, chief constable. Uh, he was on the show all the time. I used to talk to people in charge of the council, you know, all the decision makers you used to talk to when you were on the radio. And, um, so as a journalist, um, and as a writer now, I know that as a journalist, um, I would have I would have come into contact with all these people um, who are in my crime novels. So uh, that it works really well for me. And obviously, I know that world much better than the police world. Um, I, I know that world world intricately. Um, so so that's what I write. I tend to have reporters in my books, and um, you know, journalists, reporters, and it works really well. And it's nice to have comments on that. The other thing that reviewers have commented on is that um, I got a guy, um, Corey, the main character. He's probably. 40 something um i don't I t again i told you i don't give specific description but he's he's 40 something he's old enough to have a marriage that's failing behind him and old enough to have a young child so you know th late 30s early 40s probably uh, i'm not specific about the age uh, and he's working in this novel with an intern an 18 year old intern and again, uh, people have commented on that, that they like the dynamic of that relationship as well um so so that that pleases me as well um so in terms of a sequel, though, <laughs> I just don't know. I mean, I can't write now until the new year. Let's put it this way. If if now you see her just started doing amazing things, uh, I would have to postpone. I, I have got wriggle room there. Let's say, say now you see her hit those top charts. You're just blue, blue sky thinking, to use a corporate phrase. Say it started to hit the big charts and... And it did, it did well. Just because we've, we've hit that first achievement level. We've, we've, we've unlocked the first achievement level. We're at the top of a chart on, on, on Amazon. I, I potentially could, um, finish writing Circle of Lies and then quickly produce the next book in that series. I could, I could do that. 
um, if I had to, if I needed to, um, and and sort of hit all my targets. Uh, in that I've got Julie Cordner has got dates and delivery dates. So I've got to finish Circle of Lies, but but I, I could the, the third book I'm not committed to yet. I, um, I I have put it on the blurb for Left for Dead. I have said when it's coming out, but I can slip that day. I'm not committed to it in any way, and I could make the third book. Um, that I've got Julie booked in to edit. Uh, I could make that uh, now you see her episode two if I needed to. So I could do it and have it out before Christmas. Um, just just to let you know, I am I am that is in the back of my mind. But in terms of sequential order, in terms of my sequence and what I want to do, I can't actually get to a sequel until the new year. Really, I can't start writing a sequel until the new year because my time is committed until then. So again, you know, never say never. We'll see how it goes. I have got wriggle room there. I have, you know, I, I always have a backup plan in my head. I could do it. Whether I will do it or not, well, you'll find out in subsequent diaries. I can let you into a little secret now that I just stopped the recording again there and the sausage roll has been taken out of the oven. It was beautifully cooked and it has now been demolished. I'm recording this on a full stomach now. So let's move on with the rapid release update. I got my new covers just after I'd spoken to you last week from Elizabeth Mackey, and she sent me uh, the covers, uh, all three of them at once, uh, just just probably after, well, on Friday, I think it was. I'm sure it was Friday, end of the week. And you know when you look at covers and you think, yep, I love those. Uh, I've put them on the resources page for this week, episode 170, but um, I've got the whole trilogy now, and I'm so pleased with these covers. Not only has Elizabeth managed to get the complete mood and feel of the books, I love the way she's colorized them, but also uh, she found on Shutterstock that the books are placed or based in a seaside resort called Morecambe, and she managed to find some nice Morecambe images on Shutterstock. So we've got nice licensed images, and I was looking at them, and I said to her, I thought, I recognize those, I'm sure those are Morecambe, and um, sent her a note, she said, yeah, yeah, I found, I found some, and so of course she's colorized them and made them all mean and moody and atmospheric as well, so it works extremely well, and she's got a, a female face on the books as well, which again has that don't tell Meg cover feel, that kind of, I don't know, it's just atmospheric, isn't it? It's just the right atmosphere, so I'm really pleased with those. Do have a look at them. Uh, and that takes me through to the end of my rapid release. And it, and it gives me then the covers for that trilogy. As you know, when that trilogy is written, I'm hoping it's going to become Don't Tell Meg version two, and that I can have those two trilogies on an endless cycle of BookBub adverts until there's not a person in the world who hasn't seen it. That's that's my plan. So um, they're great books. And so having got those covers, I then went on to Fiverr and I got my 3D cover done. And again, I've put that on the resources page for you to take a look at. So for about, uh, you know, well, for $5, wasn't it? I always I always tip, actually, the person who does these books. I, I always look at the job and think that's worth more than $5 to me. And, and they I always get like four versions of the of the covers and I think I I don't even want to pay five dollars for that that's too cheap so I always I think it's a lady I'm not sure I think it's a lady who does it um but she always gets double double the fee from me I always tip her ten dollars at the end of it because the value uh, and the quality value to me of the quality of the work is always so high. I feel real cheapskate paying just five dollars for it. It's worth far more to me than that um so if you have a look at the 3D covers you'll be able to see those again also um on the resources page but that means I now have every single cover that I need right through to the end of rapid release. Now, the Morecambe Bay 
box set isn't due to be released until the 20th of January next year. But having the images allows me to build it up, you know, to market it, to let people know they're coming to set dates and things like that. So I just thought I'm going to get all these done and it's out the way and I've processed them in book brush. So I've got all the promo images and, and already, incidentally, I have set up a Left for Dead uh, Google promo, uh, even though the book's not edited, uh, not, it's not had its final edit by me yet. Uh, that book's going to get released on the 11th of November. So again, referring back to me talking about wrestling this multi-headed beast, this is what I'm doing at the moment. I'm, I'm trying to batch jobs. I'm trying to get so many things done. But bit by bit, I will get on top of it, definitely, <laughs> even though there's a lot to do. So, you know, just, just to let you know, um, I've also this week, what have I booked? I've, I've just been booking loads and loads of promos this week. There's so many promos. So, um, Adam booked the first promos, but this week I've booked, uh, what have I done? A BK Knights promo on Don't Tell Meg. Well, I'll talk to you about Don't Tell Meg in a moment, but let me talk to you about the rapid releases. I booked a book doggy for Dead of Night next week, a free booksy for Dead of Night next week, uh, uh and a bargain booksy for Dead of Night next week. I think that's right. I'm, I've made notes of all of these. I've got a book doggy for one last chance in two weeks time. I've got a bargain booksy for one last chance. I've, I've requested e-reader news today's for all of those books as well. And I've been doing, and I'm going to tell you about this in a minute. I've been doing book bub promo stuff as well. So, so much going on, as you can tell at the moment. And let me just summarize the week for you, because I think, you know, if you do do this rapid release, it's important that you hear, you know, the good and the bad of this. And what I would say to you this week is I feel rushed off my feet and not, I'm not overwhelmed, but under siege, I think is a, is a better way. I, I just feel like there's so many things to do and, and I'm not getting on top of them all yet, but I know I will. So it's not out of control. There's no way it's out of control, but the time is tight. Um, I hadn't budgeted the time probably as well as I should have done. So what I think I failed to budget for and hopefully this will be a lesson for you if you try this, is that when I, I've budgeted a book. So when I deliver a book to Julie, so she's now been sent, what have I just finished? Oh, she's working on two years after. That's right. She's working on two years after at the moment. So that went to Julie last Sunday. What I haven't budgeted for, and I should have done, is that when Julie sends that back to me, she'll have made certain changes but there'll be suggestions for changes in there too. And I haven't budgeted the time to do the suggestions and to work through the changes. That That's what I hadn't budgeted time for. The other thing I hadn't really budgeted enough time for was I'm writing Circle of Lies now. And to get it to Julie in time, I'm going to have to at some point come in. And this is when I've, when I've, when have I got a shift next? I've got a shift, no more secrets. And I've got a shift um what's it called friends who lie but by the time I deliver the book I'm writing at the moment the one I've just got to 20,000 words on which is circle of lies I'm going to need to come in and edit that as I go along so that I can give it to Julie on time so there are so many timelines going here it is quite difficult to keep on top of them if I have to I'll take another day's leave um, I've, I've got loads of days leave left so I'll take I'll take another day's leave if I have to I do have a break glass in case of emergency option there if I have to buy myself some more time. The other thing I can do is I can write on part run days, which I try not to do. So there are, there are a few kind of, you know, me trying to preserve other things that I do as well in that. I do have, I do have wriggle room. 
it's taken me probably more time than I thought to get all the promos booked and the, the answer lined up. That That's almost a job in itself, to be honest with you. And I am trying to get ahead enough. You know, I need to be getting, again, I need to be getting on top of this. And actually, the first buffer I have with all of this is the first box set, which is Monday, the 14th of October. So I, I won't promote the box sets heavily. In fact, I probably won't promote them at all. I'll probably send a note to my list, for instance. I'll probably mention it on social media. But I, I won't put paid ads on the box sets. I'll, the box sets, they are simply there to give Amazon a little tickle to get to get a new release. But I will be promoting the new books, not the box sets. That's my strategy with this. And also, I've I got to tell you that you know nothing feels like it's changed in my author life. Nothing feels like it's changed at the moment. I, I've got no more earnings than I normally would because all the earnings are going into Adam's account. So I don't get that kind of thrill of seeing sales or anything like that. I'm not seeing those in my console because those that money's coming into Adam. And when he gets paid it in three months time, I'll get my, my cut of that. The other thing is, is that 449 sales. What is it? For, uh, I think, did we make about 70p? 449 times... 70p times 0.5 because we're going halves on it is only 157 quid actually it's better than I thought it was to be fair but it's 157 quid it's not a lot of money that's a lot of sales but not a lot of money because we're selling it at um at 99 pence so again let's get some sort of context with that nothing has changed for me and I'll take you back to what Adam told me in the interview that nothing changed for him until five to six weeks in. He didn't see any change in anything until about five to six weeks in. So we just got to stay steady. We just have to stay the course with this. We have to keep our powder dry, keep a rain on emotions. This is a great start, but nothing's changed as far as I'm concerned just yet. And I'm paying out a lot of money for ads, a lot of money, um, you know, for Facebook ads, for Google ads, for email promos. It's money out, money out, money out, money out. There's a lot of money going out at the moment. So, you know, just just be mindful of that. It takes a bit of nerve doing this. <laughs> and as you heard earlier on in this podcast, I didn't quite have the nerve, and I wish I had now, to make an early commitment to a book ad because I think we'd have pushed that to the next charts if we had a book ad. But it takes some nerve with the cash, doesn't it? It really does. So I, I will continue to talk you through this. You know, you'll hear all the good stuff, the bad stuff, the ugly stuff. I'll, I'll tell you it all. And then you can listen to it and you can wince and cringe and shout at your uh, podcast player. And hopefully what I want you to do out of all of this is, is, you know, pick the nuggets, pick the learning points that you can take from this and apply them to your author career. I'm suffering so you don't have to. Let's move on to the book bub then. It's hilarious to think that this book bub at one time would have dominated this podcast diary. And here we are on to something completely different. So I've got a book bub on Don't Tell Meg. It's the fourth book bub on Don't Tell Meg on Monday. I am Amazon exclusive. So we're playing for Amazon sales and reads. Reads are probably where we're going to make it with this. I found out I had a, you know, I sometimes have these blind spots. I, and I knew this and the guy kind of had to tell me for me to get it. I can't advertise a rapid my rapid release books on BK Nights because they do free. They don't do 99 pence or cents. Now, I, I need to have another look. Again, it's one of these things of the things to do pile. Um, I don't know whether BK Knights do 99 pence promos, but the, the promo that I was submitting to was the free promo, and I found them very effective in the past. But of course, I can't do that because my books are 99 pence and cents. They won't be free as part of this promo. The only book that will be free is going to be 
what's it called, Left for Dead. Uh, and it's only going to be free when I can promote it on BookBub as a trilogy. So I make my money on books two and three. So I will be applying the Don't Tell Meg model to this particular book. So I do want to use BK Knight. So what I did is I just scheduled a Don't Tell Meg free promo on Tuesday the 17th. So I've got, as well as having the book bub, I'm giving it a little bit of extra impetus too while it's hot. So we've got that BK Knights. We've got a free booksy booked for Wednesday. I've got a book doggy on Wednesday. And I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I've got an e-reader news today in there as well. But it's I have, for some reason I haven't recorded that. Let me just check. I may have I may have submitted it and it hasn't been approved yet, but I, I'm pretty sure I submitted for a e-reader news today. So this is why I've been busy because I, I didn't quite uh, sort of anticipate how much work getting De- Dead of Night ready would be and having a book bub and having a live release that's doing okay. I didn't quite, I think that's why it's felt busy this week. Just lots and lots to do because I want to do them all properly and I want to thrash don't tell Meg next week because I want it to do well in the charts because I want to play. I want my author name to get the boost from it. And I, I want it to play into this whole rapid release structure. So on Monday, I've got a book that's doing well with Adam. I've got Dead of Night releasing as a new rapid re-release book. And I've got a, a book which I hope will get, you know, top 10 in its free charts as well. So all of this is fueling this rapid release. Now, I've shared with you a couple of screenshots, which I would urge you to take a look at on the resources page for episode 170. I was, um, I said to you that I'm getting a load of great information and tips and advice from Adam on all of this. And one of the tips he said to me is, is to, to put a little promotion, um, on your book blurb page and into your book files so that the, the book bub for Don't Tell Meg promotes the rapid release book and the rapid release book promotes the book bub. And so you need to see the screenshot to see what I've done here. I took screenshots of the books and what he said is under chapter one, where, where it says chapter one, Adam said, just put a little promo there and I'll tell you what it says. It says promo alert, 16th to 20th of September, 2019 only. Grab your free copy of Don't Tell Meg here. So that's in Dead of Night, which is on rapid re- re- release from uh, Monday. And then my don't tell Meg book, which I will be shifting hopefully lots and lots of free copies of, says promo alert 16th to 22nd of September only. Grab Dead of Night for the new release price of just 0.99. So I've got direct promos just under chapter one in the actual ebook. And then again, at Adam's advice, he said, just do this for a couple of days. Um, in the blurb, put it on your blurb as well. Now, with that said, I learned another trick from Adam this week because he he sent me a note and said, I'm having trouble with the formatting on the book listing for the paperback for Now You See Her. Uh, can you go into the, can you go into Amazon Author Central and can you fix it? Can you have a look at it and see if you could do anything with it? And I said, well, I can't access the blurb from Amazon Author Central, can I? And he said, yes. And I looked at mine. I thought, I can't see it. Can you, can you tell me how you do it? And do you know what? Sometimes I have some, I've already mentioned my blind spots. You know, for all I'm geeky, sometimes I have a real blind spot to things. I can't see what's right in front of me. And I've been using Amazon Author Central for how long now? And I always assumed that where you, you've got the book covers in Amazon Author Central, when you bring your books in and, and you've got the books and you can click on them, I just assumed it took you to the page. I never tried it. I just assumed it took you to the page, the listings page. But it doesn't. It allows you to change your 
a book description setting directly. And it means you can change the book description without having to go through Amazon to get it approved. So this is the technique I'm going to use just for a couple of days while everything's hot or hopefully hot to promote Don't Tell Meg and Dead of Night to, to cross promote them because I got a lot of traffic coming from Dead of, uh, Dead of Night. Well, sorry, I've got a lot of traffic coming from Don't Tell Meg and I've hopefully got a bit of extra traffic coming from Dead of Night. So I'm using that technique and I'll let you know how it goes. Let, you know, we'll just let you know how it goes. I've been dithering a little bit about the timing of this and, and I'm probably after I do this direction, I'm just going to sit down and make a final call on it. A book bub say, oh, your book's got to be live by a certain time. And I'm trying to make up my mind whether to make Don't Tell Meg live on the Sunday or live on the Monday. And as I'm t- saying this to you now, you see, I'm just a bit nervous that it's not live by the time BookBub need it. So I, I usually have a buffer time, but because I'm in KDP Select and I've only got five days, I really want to squeeze as many free downloads as I can out those five days. So I want to play it as close to as I can. Now, BookBub, BookBub wouldn't, they'd set it to Amazon's Times, wouldn't they? Anyhow, I'm probably going to make it live on Monday. It's Sunday at the moment because I was being chicken, but I'm probably going to make it live on the Monday. I'm sure that'll be all right, won't it? Because I want to get five days worth of free downloads off. Don't tell Megan off BookBub. I want, I don't, because effectively I'll waste the day if I have it live the day beforehand. Yeah, I'll double check the times and I'm probably going to make it live on Monday. So I get Monday to Friday of freebies because I really want to thrash. Don't tell Megan. I want to get what I can out of it. I also need to earn some money from it too. So yeah, I'm pretty well resolved to do that unless the timings aren't right. But that's pretty well all I've got to tell you about the rapid release. Other than that, we're all primed, ready to go. I'm trying a new technique with it next week. Please have a look at that technique. See what you think. See if it's something that you could use. And I'll let you know if it does any good uh, later on next week. In general news, a couple of bits of general news to tell you. Um, I got my my SPF, Self-Publishing Formula Live ticket. Now, I've been talking about this for quite a while. I said to you that I felt like a right old spoil sport when I was listening to all the interviews that Mark Dawson had done at the London Book Fair this year. And I I kind of thought, right, I'm going to resolve to attend this because I was judging it on how it was, I think it was four years ago I went. And I can hear just, just from Mark Dawson being there for the time and all these indie authors that they're talking to, I can tell that it's packed with people. Of course, when I went the first time, I knew nobody. So I was just Billy No Mates going around on my own. And I went on the last day and they were all packing up and it was just a bit of a sad affair as far as I was concerned. I could see there were some great talks there and I had a chance to talk to Amazon. I got some value from it, but but it wasn't brilliant. And that was four years ago, but I can hear that it's changed now. And there are loads of people that I'll know there and so I said to you earlier that I, I booked the hotels. I was committing to going. And also I'd booked the hotel early because Mark Dawson had been talking about doing this special event, this live event. When he committed to that this week and the tickets went live, it was a bit of a bun fight, wasn't it? <laughs> Anyhow, I got a ticket and I'm going. Um, so I'm very pleased about that. And actually in this week's podcast, Mark talked about a higher ticket event um, with fewer people. And I think he would have to hold that either on the Tuesday evening or the Sunday, I think. So I've changed my hotel booking times because if he does have a higher ticket event, I'm going to, I want to go to that too. If I'm down in London from, from Cumbria, there's so much travel and hotel expense involved. It makes more sense for me to do more things. So I changed my hotel time and, you know, so long as this thing isn't 3000 quid or something like that, I would expect it to be. I don't know what it'll be, but I would like to go to the high ticket event or the higher ticket event if they've got one. 
So I've I've cleared the decks for that, uh, awaiting an announcement just to make sure I can do that. In actual fact, it, it suits me. It would suit me to travel down on the Saturday more than it would to travel on the Sunday, because you know what Sunday travel's like. It usually involves a bus in the UK. Uh, it's quite a thankless thing. And so I actually would rather travel on the Saturday if I can. So I'm hoping Mark has some kind of pre-event on the Sunday, and that would really suit me. So um, I'm looking out for that. Um, Helen Fazal sent me back Friends Who Lie this week. Now, you remember things have changed so much. Um, when I was telling Helen what I wanted done for the year, what did I budget for Helen this year? I can't remember, but it wasn't very many books. And um, I think I gave, did I give Helen so many lies? And certainly I said Friends Who Lie. I think there may have been another one in there. I can't remember. Um, but I, I committed way ahead to the books for Helen and of course I far exceeded that which is why I'm so overjoyed Julie uh, Julie Corden that Julie Corden is now doing um, editing work because uh, you've really saved the day for me it's been very 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 handy for me as you could tell by the way I'm loading you up with books um, because you know Helen uh, has a sausage machine of books that she's committed to they all take time and she simply can't accommodate my crazy year this year um, but I, I did give her Friends of Light it was what was Who to Trust and Who to Trust was the book that hadn't been through an editor uh, because Helen was unable to edit it at the time I wrote it. So I was very keen for her to catch up with that. She sent me a swift edit this week. She said, I've gone through it. I've made a couple of very superficial changes, you know, so I can release it with a degree of confidence, but she's going to come back and do a full edit on it. But it just means I'm ready to release the thing, um, you know, with a degree of confidence. She's she's given it a, a, a first read and she's made some changes. I'm very happy about that. That That does give me some confidence. I got a, an email from Bill Cocus this week and Bill co-edited Now You See Her for me. He was he was first in um, and he's, he did an edit on it, of course, but he also was uh, primarily there to, to change the USA language to make sure that it was USA friendly. And uh, Bill, and I'm sure Bill wasn't the only person who did this this week. Bill um, sent me an email to say um, that Amazon's recommendation engine is working overtime and that he got an email um, recommending my books, uh, recommending two years after, which isn't even available to October the 21st. And then other books by Paul Teague. It was uh, trying to flog Bill. Now you see the book he's edited. I think you've read it once, Bill, haven't you? <laughs> and actually, and thank you, Bill. Thank you for buying it and then leaving a review. I mean, you know, as an author, how much that helps me, but thank you for doing that, for buying it and then leaving a review rather than leaving, um, you know, a review as a, as a beta reader, as a, uh, you know, actually doing it inverted commas the proper way. I, I appreciate that because it, 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 it shows as a verified purchase and it really helps if you do that. And thank you for a great review as well. I appreciate it. Um, but, and here I am. Bill's done all that work for me and here I am trying to flog in more books. <laughs> but this is just Amazon's recommendation engine. And this is why you do rapid release, uh, because it works so beautifully. So. Bill's been, you know, and I'm sure the rest of you who have ever looked at my author page or ever bought one of my books, you will be getting flogged my books mercilessly at the moment. And, and I'm sorry, but this is going to be it for the next 10 weeks because I got a book coming out every week. Amazon's going to be doing this a lot. It was also interesting to listen to Alyssa Grosso's podcast this week. Alyssa uh, said that um, she had received promotional emails from Amazon and BookBub this week. So this is the other great thing. I've been making sure that my books by as I've put them on pre-release, I've been pulling them into my Amazon author profile, of course, because um, as people buy one book, they'll buy the other books. But also I've been pulling them into my BookBub author profile. And you can see in your BookBub author profile that they're all teed up for new release emails. So, you know, BookBub is a, a beautiful engine in, on its own. And it, so it was great to hear Alyssa saying, 
that she'd actually received, um, you know, promos to my books through BookBub's recommendation engine and Amazon's recommendation engine. And this is, this is why we do the, the release because the higher you go, the more of those emails you get, the broader they go. And that's how Adam made his sales. So it's a promotional machine that does the work for you. And again, Alyssa, thank you very much. You said you bought a copy of the book. Thank you for doing that. I really appreciate that. I mean, you, you all know, because you're all authors listening to this, how much that helps. Um, you know, and if you, and if, and hopefully if you enjoy it, um, you know, if you put a, a, a positive review on, you know how that much that helps. If you don't like it, just keep it yourself, please. Um, but uh, yeah, good reviews always welcome because uh, it helps. Um, so a couple of other mentions this week. Uh, I wanted to congratulate uh, a listener to this show. I, I think he usually listens on the way to doing the rugby commentary, uh, but also a previous guest on this show, Cueve McDonnell. Fantastic news for Cueve this week. I mean, you know, Cueve's been writing a long time. He's written for TV. He's written comedy. Very, very accomplished writer. But this week, um, he said, I'm thrilled to announce that my latest book, I Have Sinned, has made it through to the final five of Amazon's Kindle Story Award 2019. I mean, that is a brilliant achievement, not only because there's 20,000 quid up for grabs as a prize, but the prominence and really just the, the recognition of quality uh, you know, that's a heck of an achievement. So congratulations, Cueve. It's brilliant to have spoken to people on this podcast and then to be able to celebrate successes as people have them. So good luck. I hope you are number one. I hope you get the award. I also wanted to um, mention Sean Stevens. Sean was featured on this podcast in episode 127. And um, Sean just sent me some covers and I, I really like the look of them. I put them on the resources page, episode 170, if you're listening to this at some time in the future. Um, Sean dropped me a notice. I'm trying to establish myself as a cover designer and I'm working for Beans at the moment to get some portfolio content. So this is, this is what happened with Julie. So, you know, Julie dropped me a note and said, I'm, um, you know, at the moment I'm, I want to start editing. Can I do some, some sample edits for you? And then me and Adam will give her testimonials and that helps her to build a business. She's she's very lucky because the first book she edited is has, has got a USA number one, so she can claim that. And, and, and so you know, sometimes when you start a business, you have to just take those little punts and and, and hope that they turn out in your in your favour. And this is what Sean's doing at the moment. Sean's starting as a cover designer, um, you know, working for Peanuts just to get those first covers in, just to get those first testimonials, so that people can then you know have that trust and, and buy into the business. He hasn't got a website up yet. That may change by the time this episode gets released. But he sent me a couple of pre-made covers that he's done by way of an example. I looked at those and I thought, well, that's the sort of stuff I would buy. That's the sort of cover I'm after for my thrillers. So if, if you're interested in having a look at what Sean's doing, if you want to contact Sean, then I've put contact details on the page and um, have a look at the covers. If you want a cover making, do get in contact. If you want to listen to Sean's interview episode, then it's episode 127 of Self-Publishing Journeys couple of bits off Twitter this week. Uh, Tim Lewis uh, has tweeted me. To, uh, he was on the plane. Uh, he said, um, listening to the show while flying to Nashville. So Tim's been jet setting around the US attending various conferences. And he's right at the back of a plane by the looks of it. Um, I, I usually go over the wing, Tim. I, I go over the wing and where I can, I go for extra leg room. That's my new self-indulgence is extra leg room where I can. So um I don't know where you are. It looks like, are you in, you look like, I'm trying to work out how the plane's configured. You look like you're in the centre row. 
you look like you've got a legroom seat, actually. That looks like it is a legroom seat. Are you over the wing? Trying to work out where you are in the plane. But yeah, I'm an over the wing chap and I like the extra legroom. That's my favorite position. So I'm trying to work out where you are. If that's a big plane, it looks like that's where you might be, actually. I'm not quite sure. And I also wanted to mention Lucy Branch, who sent the defining moment tweet the other week of a picture on holiday in Croatia. And Lucy sent another image this week, which is a very nice image. It's the sun. Is it the sun going down or the sun coming up? I think it's going down, isn't it? Uh, excuse me. I should know this, shouldn't I? I think it's the sun going down. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I've probably got it wrong. Uh, and there's probably ways that you could tell. And I don't know them. But the sun's doing something. It's either going down or going up. And uh, <laughs> it's a good job I don't navigate ships, isn't it? Um, and Lucy says, listening to the 7th of September, Paul's podcast diary episode. And um, this is taken in Muswell Hill. It looks very nice and leafy there as well, Lucy. And I did want to mention... Uh, an article by Lucy, which sort of has nothing directly to do with writers, but you'll have heard me say on this podcast. I mean, it, it does it does relate to writers because the principle does. I've said to you that in the past I built a software on Facebook. Software changed all the rules, and we stopped doing the software because we couldn't keep up with it. And they changed the rules without telling us. Um, I've also said to you that because of that experience that I had, I learned my lesson from that, that it's very precarious if you build on somebody else's platform. And that's why I know that rapid release, that going into the Amazon ecosystem, that not spreading the load across Google and the other channels, that's why I know that it can be precarious because you're building on somebody's platform. If Amazon suddenly sailed, there's no reason why I would think they would, but if they suddenly said, right, everybody, you're not on 70% commissions anymore, it's 5%. We'd all be shafted, frankly. But then who else was it saying the other week, which is a really good point. Somebody else emailed me the other week to say, well, actually, regardless of whether you're wide or not, we're all shafted if Amazon does that anyway, because regardless of whether you list wide or narrow, um, most of our sales still when you're wide come from Amazon anyway. So we're all shafted if, if Amazon changes the rules, you know, so that's how we're stuck. But anyhow, Lucy um, did an article. This was a professional article. Uh, she, she does some amazing restorations projects uh, around the country. And she did this for her sort of group of people who are interested in, in restoration of, of ancient monuments. But the point she was making was about how vulnerable her website was to Google. She tells the story of how her site was locked by by Google because of things that she'd done. And you've heard this with me with Facebook ads now. You know, I'm, a, I'm advertising on a new account with Facebook, but at any time I'm expecting them to pull it for some, for reasons unknown. And Lucy had her business website locked by Google. And when she dug into it, she explains what the problems were and she explains the lessons learned. So uh, I'm going to recommend this article to you, even though it wasn't shared in writing circles. It is an excellent article, just warning about the dangers of you know, not looking after your online platform, not having a platform because she, you know, she says it could have killed the business potentially, um, her website disappearing and really learning some of the lessons that Lucy learned from that. But it's an excellent article. Um, I do recommend it to you and I've put a link to it on the show notes. So thanks, Lucy, for that. I know you mentioned, you did mention that to me. We had a conversation about it uh, privately on Twitter when I was, I think it was, you were responding to me being locked on Facebook. But as you've published that information, I do want to share it because um, a lot of lessons to learn from Lucy's experiences there, I think. Okay, that is it for this week's podcast diary. I am going to Blackpool this weekend. Um, I did say to you that it's not all work and no play. Uh, it's another one of our little jollies. It's a little celebration trip. 
celebrating the books I've got written and things like that. So um, I'm going to be running in Blackpool tomorrow. And would you believe all this banging on about Park Run? My wife is now joining me. She's going to join me on the Blackpool Park Run tomorrow. And she has joined the running club that I do for the six-week introductory course. She might not stay after that, but she's doing the six-week introductory course and enjoying it, would you believe? So all this banging on about Park Run um, has had some good domestically. But anyhow, we're going down to Blackpool tonight uh, and I can always squeeze a bit of work in because we're going to do the park run in a park that features heavily in the Don't Tell Meg trilogy. And I'm going to take some photographs of it. So when I wrote the trilogy, I was looking at it on Google Maps. But actually now I'm going to take some author photos in there. If I've got time tomorrow, I might even take some author videos as well and just talk about some of the locations that I used in the book. So, um, you know, we could always tie we could tie fun in with work and the, the thing is is that this work is fun as far as I'm concerned even if it does get a little bit frantic sometimes so yeah off to Blackpool on sort of Friday Saturday and then on Sunday I'm back to writing and it starts all over again like a very happy Groundhog Day so I will continue to give you these detailed updates good the bad and the ugly of a rapid release I'll let you know how the book bug went next week Next on the schedule is Dead of Night being re-released with a brand new cover it's, it's being re-released as a new book and I've brought the reviews over because it is well reviewed that book. So let's see how that one does a second in in the release schedule. We'll see how it does. I'll let you know. Thanks very much for listening. I'll have another diary update for you next Saturday. In the meantime, have a fabulous week of writing and bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.